Welcome to Pound the Numbers, the podcast to keep you updated with football within the hobby. Tyson here, excited to go over week three with you, uh, just recording at the conclusion of the Dallas Philly game. We're going to talk some injuries. There's quite a few stacking up on us, especially within the hobby. We're going to get through the weekly review. We're also going to talk a little bit about the rookie production, some hot and cold players, and there's kind of five things I'm looking towards uh, next week that I'm keeping a close eye on. Again, I want to mention our sponsor, Queen City Breaks. <clears throat> Harrison, Avery, and the guys are there have a lot of Bowman Chrome going on right now the new Bowman Chrome release. If you mentioned behind the numbers, when you guys join one of their breaks, you get $10 off any break that they do. They have a lot of good one box, two box breaks as well that are affordable for football, baseball majority, but they do have some basketball here and there as well. So check out Queen City Breaks on the Facebook group. Now it's time for the show. Hey everyone, Tyson, Bench Clear Media. Uh, happy to go over week three with you again. Uh, keep bringing the football content to you guys. Again, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show. Um, leave, leave a review, be great, and follow me at numbers underscore behind. Have little tidbits here and there I like to put on there for you. Uh, if you didn't see my tweet from before uh, this week, I just put out today that today, this, uh, we'll start the show off with this. Uh, the four first round quarterbacks that started in week three, these are their numbers combined. 77 for 140, so just barely over 50%. 717 yards passing, nine total turnovers, 18 sacks taken, and two touchdowns total. It's been a rough start for the 2021 quarterback class, and we're going to go over those numbers in depth for each guy. But um, I think some people are starting to realize how special Burrow and Herbert were last year in terms of how they came into the league and what they did right out the gate. They had a little bit better supporting cast, but uh, those numbers from last week are – Scaring people a bit because a lot of people are just, just kind of all in this 2021 class, a lot of depth, a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of people are getting a little worried, and I, rightfully so. It's been tough. Um, you know, Lawrence had a lot of turnovers. Uh, Wilson really had, can't complete a touchdown to his guys. And, you know, Mac Jones took some lumps, but he's still, you know, put up decent numbers and fields. He got ran through this week, to put it simply. Um, but yeah, so 2021 class is scaring us. But let's go ahead and start the show off with just a little bit of this injury update. This is more just kind of again, just like an update. I'll, I'll bring my wife Chris back on next week. We'll get a little more in depth. Uh, obviously, uh, Carson Wentz's ankle, high ankle sprain, was a little bit blown up proportions since he still tried to play through it. Uh, he wasn't very effective though, so he clearly was hindered trying to do so. So uh, maybe he should have been out four to six weeks in re in reality because he didn't do much uh, with the Colts last week against a fairly weak defense with the Titans. Um, Two is actually on IR, so they're just going to go the rest in his ribs. I think the IR is a three-week IR, so we'll see how long they let him rest. But Brissett did not look great, and we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Andy Dalton's now kind of questionable, and Fields got dinged up a little bit, so the Bears kind of have three possible starting quarterbacks next week. Uh, it's not looking good in Chicago right now. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, we know he's on IR, so Mills will be starting for a couple more weeks. A.J. Brown had a hamstring strain, still not uh, he was ruled out immediately, similar to McCaffrey's. So we don't have a lot of info yet in terms of how long, but hamstrings are scary for receivers and running backs. McCaffrey's been kind of already coach speak has been. He's going to be probably a few weeks. So, I mean, you're looking probably four to six weeks with him. Uh, his was pretty bad in the sense that you could see the hamstring pop in his, in the, in his pants when he was running. So that's never good. Um, then we have Dalvin Cook with a sprained ankle. He missed last week, and he's kind of week to week, it looks like, on a, with a sprained ankle. So... Um, all in all, the injuries are kind of stacking up a bit. I think A.J. Brown is probably the new – him and McCaffrey are the new ones this week, and the rest is just a matter of kind of how they heal and in terms of their time of recovery, and we'll keep you up to date and more and more information we get on that. 
Uh, just going for the weekend review. Again, I try to give this a little bit of a hobby spin. Uh, just kind of talk about the guys that are hobby relevant to us. Um, for, you know, Darnold's 3-0. Uh, he was like a heavy buy for me in the preseason. Uh, I just think that he was just too cheap. I don't think his ceiling's high. Um, but 3-0 is a great start. He does lose CMC, so we're going to see what Darnold can do because he's not going to have the safety blanket of CMC next week. They go through the Eagles and the Cowboys the next two weeks, Cowboys next week, and the Eagles the week after. So I think we're really going to get a real good picture how good the Panthers are. Uh, the next two weeks, uh, how they can do without CMC. They're going to see how long they can weather the storm uh, without him, which it didn't go well last year. When CMC got hurt last year, they kind of tread water for a bit, and then they just their offense got too limited, and they were they struggled. So hopefully Darnold open up a little bit, be able to throw some more deep passes, uh, stretch the field a bit to keep that offense somewhat unpredictable. Um, Josh Allen answered my question I put on Twitter on Sunday morning. I'm looking at – Josh Allen, can he get going? Is, can he get back to his MVP form from last year? Is he going to continue to struggle a little bit? He had kind of rough first two weeks. And then I also said I want to see how Justin Fields is going to do. And Josh Allen answered the bell. He had five total touchdowns. Uh, he's going to be in our hot and cold players, but he completely dominated. So it's great to see Josh Allen back. That's great for him and his hobby value to kind of get back on track. And the Bills are just – it's going to be really hard for them not to win their division at this point. So I th- he's in a great place just to kind of for sure be in the playoffs, a guy that you know that – you know, in terms of your cards, you're going to be fairly safe for the season, barring injury. Um, Fields roughed up, as I mentioned. He uh, probably one of the worst games he probably could have had. Six for 20. Uh, not passing well at all. Every time he stepped back, there's two guys on him. Uh, Miles Garrett had four sacks himself at the nine. Uh, Fields had probably one of the worst rookie starts that we've seen in a long time. Uh, some of it's O-line play, some of it's play calling, some of it was Fields just not comfortable. I mean, they had some play action rollouts into sacks, like, it just didn't look good. Uh, I watched a lot of the sacks, and I would say that a majority of the sacks were not in field. I think anybody would have been sacked in those situations, uh, but he definitely just was uncomfortable and never really got going at all, and they uh, got throttled by, throttled by the Browns. So not a good start for Fields, unfortunately. I still, I'm still i still hoping for him. I, I, I like him, but we might have to see like a coaching change, uh, a whole regime change for the Bears there to get him the cast he needs around because he's that did not look good. Baltimore survives a letdown. Uh, they had a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker, an NFL record to win the game over the Lions, which is very surprising the Lions had them. Uh, but Baltimore escapes that win. You know, you're just going to see the win in the column. That's all that matters. Uh, but they almost lost the Lions. That's a little concerning coming off their Kansas City win, kind of that letdown game. Uh, but Baltimore barely survives. Uh, Titans sends the Colts to 0-3. Like I said, wins plays, but not efficient. Still, Taylor's not getting going, which I'm kind of disappointed. I really thought he would start – they start relying on him more, but he just hasn't been very efficient at all, really struggling. I think a lot of fancy owners are getting concerned. Uh, the consensus is give him more time. I still think give him more time, but uh, that whole my – my hope that he would have like a huge, you know, post-possible 2,000-yard season keeps dwindling with every week that he can't uh, get over that 100-yard mark even. So uh, Taylor's struggling a bit. Um, A.J. Brown hurt in that game, so we'll see what the, how the Titans' offense changes a little bit. But they've kind of in that game already, um, Tannehill pretty much had nine different receivers, I believe. And Derrick Henry is normal Derrick Henry. You know, the interesting thing about Derrick Henry right now, he's, he had 100 yards rushing, and he's also, like last year, he had 19 receptions, and he's already at like 14 this year. So he's on a crazy pace for receptions this year, which is really big for his you know hobby and fantasy value that he's being more involved in all aspects of the offense instead of just running. So, I mean, that's great to see. He can be on pace for around 60 receptions, I think they said. Um, Herbert beats Mahomes. Huge game for Herbert and his legacy. Um, you know, I think in like I don't think it defines his legacy, but it's a bit, definitely a big step. I'll give a shout out to a, a friend of mine in a Facebook group, Mike Watson. Uh, you know, he just said, "Does this make Herbert into stardom?" And I kind of immediately just kind of scoffed at it, like, "No." But 
I won't disregard the, the win. The win's a huge win. Uh, but the Chiefs, just like it's the Ravens, shot themselves in the foot a lot of turnovers. So I don't know. Like Herbert played well. He, we're going to talk about him, the hot and cold players. But I, my thing is, I think he was already at stardom. I think he's already been up there. Uh, he, he's his his cards are hot. Uh, they continue to climb. Uh, he's definitely a different type of uh, quarterback. If you've ever seen the piece on ESPN about how quiet he is and just like his demeanor, things that turned off teams of drafting him. Um, I think he's really interesting. So check it out if you haven't. But in general, I just think that Herbert already wasn't stardom. Um, and I just think that the Chiefs also are shooting themselves for the last two weeks. So we'll really see what they can do to dig out the hole that they've created. But great week for Herbert. Uh, great win for the Chargers moving up into two and one in that division, which they're still uh, not in first because uh, the Raiders and Broncos of all people are three and zero, which is crazy. Um, Saints rough up Mac Jones to get back on track with a win in New England. They were they were a underdog in that game, so Winston uh, he looked okay, not great, nothing. It was mostly the defense that kind of came through for the Saints in this game again, like they did against the Packers, which gave Winston good opportunities uh, for possessions to score, and he took advantage this time. But his numbers still aren't high. He's still not. He's not throwing for a lot of yards. He's not making big completions. Um, so Winston's still kind of meh right now, not seeing what we need to see to be excited about his cards. Uh, Giants fall to 0-3. So again, that you know Daniel Jones kind of continues to fall. I know Mike in the last show said he kind of liked what Daniel Jones can do. Couldn't even really do it great against the Falcons. I mean, he had decent numbers, but no touchdowns. Uh, Barkley looked ex you know explosive, almost 100 yards total offense, uh, but not much hobby value in that game right now, to be honest, besides Barkley at this point. Uh, Burrow, big win at Pittsburgh, 24 to 10, three touchdowns, two of which to chase. Uh, Najee had a big game, which we'll go over in the rookie uh, rundown. But all in all, you know, Bengals winning at Pittsburgh. That's that's uh, that's a big big deal because I, I just Pittsburgh's kind of unraveling a bit. I really think Big Ben is maybe two years too many now, but definitely one year too many. He might be stretching out his career a little bit too far. Um, Rams, uh, they take care of Tampa Bay. Given Stafford another big step and 3-0 win against Tampa Bay. I mean, Stafford is kind of getting momentum for a potential MVP run. I think that's where the question was about his cards when I was saying selling. What's his ceiling as an MVP in Super Bowl? And so he's on a track for MVP. So I might be eating my words in terms of buy selling Stafford. And with him, it's always been injury for me. But it's kind of they're having to throw as well, probably more than they wanted to once Akers went down and then Henderson was hurt. I mean, he's just pretty much they have putting it on his shoulders and he's coming through and he, and I think the Rams are a great offense for him. Him and cup have some great chemistry, which was my buy last week and cup another big game. So, you know, Stafford has an MVP chance. So uh, I still think, you know, even if he gets MVP and makes a super bowl or gets, you know, a really good playoff run, I still think Rogers is a card I want over his. So I didn't like how close they were. So I'll stand by that. But I do think that Stafford is starting to impress me. And I think that that MVP, that climb in his cards, he could have a little bit more climb, if, if, especially the rare cards and more, uh, the cards that aren't just his base, if you have anything else like that, you'll probably see a big gain in those. Uh, Miami takes Vegas to OT. So the Raiders are 3-0, but, you know, they barely got by Miami with Brissett. Brissett did not look good. It was a, Miami's kind of in control that whole game. Raiders definitely had a uh, slow start for sure. Came back, got the win. Again, it's a win in the win column, just like the Ravens. So I think that was still really important for Carr. And, you know, I think Carr a little bit looks. Carr's numbers have been great right now. They're 3-0. We'll see how long this lasts. But I, I just, you know, even that game there is kind of one they typically lose. So do they avoid one of those here or not? I just, the Raiders are so inconsistent. I just can't get behind Carr or really any of the guys in the Raiders' cards besides Waller just for fun because he's one of the number top tight ends in the league. But right now the Raiders, I still am not believe in the Raiders and Broncos yet. So I'm going to just hold off on that. Uh, Minnesota beats Seattle without Cook. 
Uh, kind of concerning for Seattle, considering for Wilson, those guys, they get too far down that division. It's going to be hard to climb up. And if Seattle doesn't make the playoffs, they, you could see some big change in Seattle. I think that they've been kind of mulling it a bit. And I think Wilson's kind of asked to get out, but didn't ask to get out. And I don't know. We'll see what happens in Seattle, but definitely keep an eye on that because obviously Wilson's cards are important to us. Um, Minnesota, you know, Jeff- Jefferson looked great. You know, Cousins got a lot of ops- offense, you know, he a lot of weapons with his uh, receivers. So, I mean, all in all, Minnesota kind of diced them up. They got a lot of pressure on Wilson. O-line's concerned me a bit for Seattle. Um, Green Bay dominated most of the, like, the first half against San Fran. San Fran took it over in the second half and uh, took a last-second field goal from Crosby to win. Rodgers looked good. Uh, Adams looked good. Uh, I thought Garoppolo just made enough mistakes to make you question if he should, you know, if he's going to keep that job long-term. He just has some errant throws, had just some, missed some spots that I'm just not sure how much of a leash they'll give him on that. Lance had a one-yard touchdown run on a goal line carry, but uh, I, I think that a lot of Niners fans want Lance to sit the year, and I'm just starting to question if they're going to be that patient with it. Uh, if Garoppolo is going to make those type of mistakes or feel limited with him, they might have to open up the playbook and get Lance in there and take the mistakes as they come with him. Uh, but we'll see on that. And then last one in tonight's game, Cowboys routed the Eagles 41-21. to Hurt uh, struggled. I mean, you look at his box score, it didn't look too bad. He had some yardage at the end, but he was – roughed up pretty good there uh was pulling up the ball down pretty early a lot of times when he's dropping back and uh just i just i'm not sure and again i'm just worried about his passing ability happened the whole time he's still a sell for me not a guy i'm trying to invest in i, I just don't see he does a lot of just lob balls uh you know he had a pick six tonight but a couple of just lob balls that just weren't they make they didn't make sense there's up you know a couple two uh sorry receiver with two defenders and just throwing it up for grabs i, I just i don't know Hurts, I'm just still off. Let's keep it simple. But Cowboys look good. Their defense is getting after the quarterback quite a bit. Uh, Zeke had a good game as well. And Dak, you know, all in all, pretty good game for the Cowboys on their half. Um, so, okay, just kind of going to the rookie production here. So, again, this is going to be pretty bad for the quarterback. So, um, Trevor Lawrence was 22 for 34 for 219. One TD, two picks, two fumble loss on three sacks. So, again, Lawrence, four turnovers. Just you're not seeing the progression. You're not seeing him like get better each week. It's been kind of the same story the last three weeks. So you're just hoping that he'll start to get some momentum and we'll start to see some gains from the number one overall pick. Uh, but you know, just a reminder that Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. Uh, there should be no super concern. And I think we all knew the Jags weren't going anywhere this year. So kind of take your lumps, see if they get some momentum down the stretch and see what this team can become. But um, right now, definitely a little bit of concern of how much he's turned the ball over. You have to be concerned, uh, especially for what the rookies showed last year. But again, I, I will make the point that, you know, Herbert and Burrow both had probably better weapons coming right in um, and better team around them coming right in. I think Burrow's was rougher, obviously, the old line, which cost him his knee. Um, but Herbert's team, I'd say with the receivers and the running backs, he had a lot more to work with. Uh, so always keep that in mind. Uh, Mac Jones, 30 for 51, 271 touchdown, three picks. 28 yards rushing pitched in by him, which is kind of surprising. Zach Wilson, 19 of 35 for 160 and two INTs. So I think Zach Wilson's at under 300 yards and six picks in his last two games. So that's that's quite concerning. Jets aren't getting any momentum either. They got shut out by the Broncos, 27 to nothing. Uh, basically kind of cementing themselves as probably the worst team in the league right now. Um, Fields, again, six of 20 for 68 yards on nine sacks. So he had nine sacks for a loss of 67 yards. So if you think about his passing, <laughs> his passing contribution, 67 yards loss in sacks with 68 yards pass, that's a one-yard passing day. Uh, rough day for Fields. Again, not all on him, but still a rough day, first day. Either way you look at it, uh, he does have to take some of the blame as well. 
Again, Lance only had one rush for one touchdown. That was it. Jamar Chase, four receptions, six, five yards, two touchdowns, up to four touchdowns in three games. That's an awesome start for rookie receiver. Um, I'm going to have for the next show, I want to see uh, about what Jefferson's total was last year. I just can't remember off the top of my head, but he might be coming up to that kind of Jefferson type rookie year, which was better than Moss. So I'm excited to see what Chase can keep doing. Uh, Waddle, <laughs> very inefficient game. 12 receptions for 58 yards on 13 targets. So he caught all the targets, but didn't go anywhere. <laughs> 12 catches, 58 yards. He kept giving stuff behind the line. Trying to pretty much just extend the running game with Brissett. They couldn't do much down the field. So was trying to give me quick hits they could to see if they could pop. Uh, Devonta Smith was a little bit slow tonight. I didn't update his numbers, but he probably had four or five catches. Uh, he's getting some deep looks. Um, they do have him involved. I think he's still kind of their go-to guy, which is impressive for a rookie. So I, I like what I've seen from Devonta. Najee, 14 for 40, but more importantly, he had 14 catches for 102 yards. So once Juju Smith was out, um, they turned Najee Harris as their main uh, receiving weapon. He cashed in. I mean, 14 catches for him is, is huge. Uh, Javante Williams, 12 for 29, one touchdown. And Davis Mills on his opening night on Thursday, which 19 for 28 for 168 and a touchdown. So not terrible for him for his first game. So show a little bit of something, which is good for the Texans taking a shot. Um, but all in all, the rookies, like I said, those top first-round running backs are really concerning us in terms of their turnovers. So we'll see if they live to see another better day next week. Uh, but right now we're all kind of looking back to 2020. I think Ty and Breaker Culture put out a tweet that said, if hope you're holding 2020 wax and not saving for 2021. So I think right now he's he's right on. I would, I would argue that 2020 is just two guys right now. I don't think anybody's looking forward for two or hurts right now. Um, but 2021, we still got a few guys that are still alive in terms of when you think they could be good. But 100% Herbert and Burrow are the guys right now, that's for sure. Hot and cold players. So, you know, cold players, you know, I just went to the injury guys for the most part. McCaffrey, a bad hamstring strain. So the thing with McCaffrey is he does something that most running backs can't do, which is be a 100-yard receiver, 100-yard rusher. Um, and, and he hasn't been able to do that consistently for two and a half years now. So uh, injuries keep hurting him, so that's going to hurt his hobby value. I know running backs, it's always difficult with injuries. Uh, you were just hoping he could stay healthy, and that last year was just kind of a fluke. But now we're starting to kind of have – continued issues with him so you just you just hope that that's going to stop because if he doesn't stop then his hobby value is obviously going to decline because his career will never be what we thought it could be in terms of his numbers um i really wish he would just stay healthy because i think he's a great player to watch uh dalvin cook who was one of my cells in week one you know he's out with sprained ankle i don't think it's major uh, i think he still have some big games in him this year but again i just don't he just kind of always is dinged up i just think his longevity of his career especially is going to be low so uh, if you're not a Dalvin Cook PC person, I would definitely look at moving those once he has a couple good games still. Uh, Julio Jones, three for 47. Again, he's just not – he with A.J. Brown. It just seems like they go, went to him much. Maybe the game plan will change a little bit next week if A.J. Brown's out. So it gives uh, Julio a shot to reassert himself as a guy on that team that can contribute. But right now it's hasn't worked out. He's not cashing in. I mean, there's a big – you know, campaign to get him to go there from AJ Brown and whatnot, but it's been disappointing to say the least in terms of what he's contributed. Uh, the hot players, you know, I have mentioned Josh Allen. His actual numbers were 32 of 43 for 358, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Justin Jefferson, nine catches for 118 and a touchdown. I think he's just been fairly consistent um, all week, all year so far, and just kind of continue off his season from last year. Uh, and Justin Herbert, 26 of 38, 281, four touchdown. Did say he nicked up his hand, so it's pay attention to that, see if it's serious or see what the deal is that. But all in all, he was a super efficient with 26, 38, four TDs, no turnovers, which is big. So really like what I saw from him. 
I'll just kind of closing it out, guys. Five takeaways from week three. Uh, just a Josh Allen back on track. That's great for our cards. That's great for those of you guys invested him. I think that the Bills are in a great position. Their defense has been really impressive. So uh, the Bills have a team to make a run. And I think that uh, next week they have the Texans. It's long and easier from them. And their division is kind of dwindling around them with Miami with the injuries. Jets are probably the worst team in the division and, or league. And then New England, they're just not there yet. I think New England's defense is solid. Might give the Bills a little bit of trouble in you know the cold weather. I know they both like cold weather, but to slow the game down. But all in all, I think that the Bills are just head and shoulders above everybody in that division right now. Worry in Seattle. I just said, you know, Seattle's one and two. Um, the Rams are, and the Cardinals are three and zero, and the 49ers two and one. And I just Seattle's one and two. Uh, they've lost two games that they probably should have won. They should have beat the Titans at home. That was a tough one to drop. And then to come back and lose to Minnesota the next week, uh, just really difficult for them to keep losing those games out of the division because their division is only going to be tougher. Uh, so really, was, their O-line is concerning me. I'm not sure their defense is kind of wasn't very effective. It's Minnesota. So just really worried to see what happens in Seattle. I'm watching them pretty closely because obviously Wilson's cards are important to us. DK Metcalf had actually a good week last week, but uh, still – if Wilson's gone, that hurts DK's value as well if they decide to move on or change that team up. So uh, like we talked about earlier in the show, Stafford is a legitimate MVP. So that's my takeaway for uh, that one. Uh, AFC North getting turned upside down. I said Bengals and Browns now. Like Bengals and Browns are kind of up there. I know the Ravens won, so the Ravens are still top of the division as well. But Bengals and Browns just seem like they're going to be not an easy out. Like there used to be kind of automatic wins for the Steelers and Ravens. I don't think that's the case anymore. And I, I do think that um, the Bengals have the Jags on Thursday, so another pretty easy matchup for the Bengals uh, to get three and one, which would be really big for that franchise to be three and one. So uh, really interesting to see what happens to AFC North. You know, Steelers are aging, Ravens are beat up, uh, Browns are Browns are pretty beat up too. They lost Landry, which actually kind of hurts them quite a bit, and then the Bengals are you know really young. So all in all, a very interesting division. And the last thing is we have to end with is Kansas City is last in the AFC West. So it's how, for how long? Uh, you know, I think that they won't be last for – I mean, they have to be last for at least three or four weeks, but it just seems that them being one and two, I never could have predicted this. Predicted it. it just it was crazy to me that they're one and two. They really could have been 0 and 3. I mean, the Browns had them as well. So they had a tough start to their schedule. I mean, going Browns, Ravens, and Chargers, that's that's a tough start. But dropping it home to the Chargers is very surprising to put them in this kind of hole. So it's really interesting to see how much fire they come out with next week and if Mahomes gets them back on track and, you know, takes the league by storm or if they're going to be kind of mediocre this year. I mean, we have to ask that question. Uh, so very interesting to see how that is because obviously Mahomes' cards are big ones for us to follow. But I'll be back with you guys on Thursday with some more hobby chat and give you guys an update on Donner's values. And also just a couple, you know, we'll kind of see if Mosaic's got any dates yet in terms of the release. I'm really looking forward to Mosaic this year. I hope you are as well. Lastly, a shout out to my sponsor again, Queen City Breaks. For, thanks for sponsoring the show. Again, mentioned behind the numbers when you get into a break for them. Receive $10 off. A lot of Bowman Chrome. Avery and Harris, the guys, doing a great job over there. You should jump in. Guys, have a great day. I will see you on Thursday.